3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is time for game five. Over in Phoenix, got a fun show lined up for you here. Plus a very nice announcement coming up here in a matter of minutes. Scott Kushner is going to join us from the Advocates and Picayune. He's going to join us at 12.30 to kind of give his take and uh, just kind of go over, man, how far the Pelicans have come. And it's something we have touched about the last couple of days simply based on the fact of, yeesh, if you look around the NBA, I mean, the amount of teams that, you know, hey, it's coaching, the players buy in, what do you do with this, what do you do with that, and really just kind of gives you an idea where the Pels are right now in terms of, you know, the future and how bright it is and how many fans are, are happy about where the trajectory of this team is going. So we'll get into that here as well. Also, don't forget, two days now into the NFL draft, round one. John Hendricks will join us at 2.15. John DeShazer, fresh from shoot-around. Shoot-around is essentially starting now. So we will get him literally right when he's getting off of the team bus and arriving back at the hotel. So he'll give us the very latest on that, as that is obviously our focus of the day. Pelicans and Suns, can they somehow find a way to steal this game? And I mean that because I know what's coming, right? You know what's coming. That's what I want to hear from you guys here as well. Christian Clark at 2.30. He's also in Phoenix. He'll join us with his thoughts. So uh, a massive Pell's hour in our number three as we get into that, mixing a little Saints. Because obviously so much is going to happen on Thursday. It's crazy. Saints are two draft picks still, right? 16 and 19, even though the national media is absolutely convinced they're going to trade that for the quarterback and for this and for that. You name it. Uh Let's see what takes place on that. And, of course, you have game six. No matter what, the Pels will be playing at the Smoothie King Center on Thursday. So, no matter what, that is happening. As far as the Pelicans go, I'm throwing it out there for you guys. Here on the show today, I want to hear from you. It's our question of the day, questions of the day, the key to the game. You know how that works. And also, what do you expect? So it's two separate questions. You can, you know, do it all at once if you like here as well. But essentially is, what do you think? Do you think it's, you know, one of the three principal players? Is it kind of like what we talked about back in our pregame show back on Sunday? I, the, the key, with, you know, with Jonas Valanciunas and being able to do things of that nature and how big is he going to play the role? The bench, everybody has to play well, right? And... The other aspect of this question is what do you expect? And what I mean by that is, let's go back and remember what Monty Williams had to say. Monty did not make any bones about it. He had this to say. And it was essentially him kind of, I think, setting the stage for what I think will be 
an absolute storyline today. But I'm going to say this, 42 to 15 in free throws. You, you can slice it any way you want to. In a playoff game that physical, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm expecting the whistles tonight. How is it going to impact the game? How would the Pels handle it? I can't wait to talk about that with you. 800-998-1003. You can tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA as well. And I can't wait to talk about it with Mr. Scott Craig as he joins us now here on the Sports Hangover. As we have that announcement, I've been teasing and promising for a couple of days. He's the owner of the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's, Francesca's Deli by uh, Katie's, and also Bienview over on Hickory over here in Harahan, close to the Cattengale Hacienda. Scott, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Oh, uh, you're a Harahanite? Well, I'm a Metairieite. I mean, I'm just, I just got to cross, yeah, you know, the, the airline and go down Little Farms, and, you know, I'm kind of right around there. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's cool. I'm great, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm totally fired up about tonight, but I am more fired up about our new partnership. It is uh, exciting to finally be within your realm of sports genius. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's uh, I don't even know where to go with that, but I'll take it. I will take it, sir. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be doing Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. I'm super excited about this, and I call it the crew of Katie's because obviously it's a New Orleans sort of theme. And you know, you think of crew, you think of party, you think of Mardi Gras, and you think of you know an atmosphere like that. And we really couldn't choose one of your places, man. I all three are fantastic. They're a little different, yet they're in different parts of town. So it kind of helps listeners that want to stop on in, have uh, some eats and talk sports with us. So you know, you got Lakeview. You got right there, what, in Mid-City and over here in the, the Metairie-Harahan area, man. I'm looking forward to it, Scott. Gus, I think you may have just coined something. When you said fantastic, you said frantastic. Is that what I did? Yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to uh, make up words sometimes when I do that. But speaking of, of putting two words together, um, Fritz, man, uh, Carver and I, when we were chatting with you last week, we found out what Fritz is all about over there, Francesca's Deli, where we will be this Thursday to kick off Thursdays with the crew of Katie's to get you ready, of course, for game six and the NFL draft. But what's a frip, man? How did you come up with a a frip? It is a very thin sliced potato Mm -hmm. that looks, that's flat. So we, we, we made these and it's like, wow, man, this is, this is really cool and they're delicious. And actually when I made them, I was attempting to make Arnold's souffle potatoes. Mm-hmm. And those those are quite a process. And, you know, we could do that, but it takes forever. But instead, we had this little flat french fry. And we were like, well, it kind of looks like a chip, but it's not. And it's not a fry. Well, it's a frip. So we call them frips. <laughs> and um, they are very, very, very popular. Um it's just one of those fun things we do at the restaurant, and and that happens to be at Francesca, and um, it's uh, along with our you know the St. Louis theme, and we bring a lot of St. Louis. I get a ton of stuff shipped in from St. Louis for the deli, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in St. Louis. My wife is from there, and I've been a lifelong Cardinal fan, so I'm I'm a big time St. Louis guy. So. I, I've found a lot of things, a lot of their cuisine to be 
good, but not great. But the th- some of the things they do are great. Mm-hmm. Like my mom's meat and my mother-in-law's meatball recipe, it is second to none. If you come and have a meatball sub at Francesca, you will come back. I promise you. <laughs> the, you know, the, the Italian sub that we do, all those meats are shipped in from St. Louis. Oh, wow. I get them from the hill in St. Louis. We do toasted raviolis. We do fit sodas, which is just this amazing soda company up there. Um, we don't have anything like it down here, but they have the, all these different flavors of sodas. And, and we do that. It's just things like that that we have a lot of fun with. And, you know, the Cardinal memorabilia, which I know you love being a, a baby bear fan. Yeah, it's but, the uh, Chicago Cubs, and I do plan on doing some remodeling on the Thursdays where you hang out there. At least, you know, bring bring a Cub banner or, you know, a jersey or something to hang behind me so at least I can tolerate it in there. But uh, I could tell you're a dad, sir, because uh, when we sat there and started discussing a future partnership here, first thing you did was bring out a plate of those frips, and uh, and you took care of Carver. So that was good. That, that, that is a classic. I'm a dad, and I've been a dad. Here you go. Why don't you munch on this so I can chat move? That, that was awesome. Um, he loves it over there man for everyone listening out there to watch gus interact with his son is special and it's the way i felt when i had my son when he was his age he is now almost 21 and a senior in college and you know we but we are best friends and if you guys could just appreciate what a wonderful father gus is and how he will be his son's best friend for the rest of their lives. And it, it's like I am with my son. You know, you're still a dad, and you're still stern, and you have to do things that aren't like friendship, but you're still best friends. And and it's going to be really cool for you, Gus. I have a lot of respect for that, man. A ton man of respect. I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's not a job. It's easy. I mean, it, it is, you know, work, but I, I don't even look at it like that. It's kind of a fun thing, man. He enjoys it. He, he makes it easy. He's a good kid. I got blessed on that, man. So I appreciate that and, and make it at homely. And I got to meet Lauren, who I think all you guys, when you stop by, especially when we're there at Francesca, Gonna love her. She um, un- yeah, she said she was gonna wear some Cub stuff though. She had a St. Louis shirt yesterday, but you know, may- maybe you can get her to wear some Cub stuff. You know, she will be looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe maybe you can wait till after she fixes what she's gonna get ready for Thursday. What is it? A fresh strawberry rosé? Yes, yes. She's all excited about it. We always have a frozen drink of the week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she does these fun frozen drinks. And then we have beer and wine. And we don't have a bar or anything, but you can still come enjoy some beer and wine. We have a beautiful patio outside. And inside is really cool. It's very it, it's very red, and, and it's got a lot of sports in it. But it's not, it's not just the Cardinals. I mean, I've got Saints. I've, you know, I've got the legend Joe Montana. And mm-hmm. I've got some things like that up in there. And I, I have so many more things I could put in there, man, but. I just don't have room. I but, you, um, well, I love it because obviously, look, I, everyone knows Katie's man. I mean, well, at least being New Orleans, I know about the the Sunday brunch. I mean, that's kind of the extent of you know uh, of that for me. But you know, kind of looking at all the different restaurants and dishes, I'm looking forward to kind of sharing that with a lot of different folks. Especially, that's what I want to do with this remote on Thursdays, which is why it's the crew of Katie's to come in and have a little fun. You're going to be chatting with us here as well because you do love your sports, including your New Orleans yep. Pelicans. It's game six. I mean, yep. game five today. And in game four, you you sat with somebody that people may know. He's a mentor yep. to, to Brandon Ingram, and it's Jerry Stackhouse. And you had an interesting conversation with him 
specifically about this crew and this team because, you know, I'm watching SportsCenter this morning, Scott, and it's, you know, they, they need a change in Brooklyn that Steve Nash is, you know, not meshing there, or Kyrie's not there. Where's Ben Simmons? Like, this chemistry thing, I think it's overlooked a ton just because of the talent that's assembled, but I think it's why this Pelicans team is giving a run for its money to the number one overall seed in Phoenix. But Jerry Stackhouse kind of alluded to that to you, huh? He did. And um, I met Stack through Ed Conroy, who was the former coach at Tulane. Um, Ed was was uh, Stack's top assistant at Vandy last year, and now Ed has moved on to be the head coach at the Citadel. But I met Stack during the Final Four, and we've become friends. I mean, he's really easy to get next to. He is a wonderful, really cool guy. Um, very low-key, but really smart, high basketball IQ. And he was in Katie's Sunday to come see B.I. play, and um, he asked me if I'd like to go to the game with him. And I was like, uh, I called my wife and said, Stephanie, dinner's off tonight. Sorry, I'm going to the game. So it was just an amazing um uh, it was um, it was amazing to be with Stack and and to be for him to answer the questions I have. Like we've been talking about for weeks, mm-hmm. why is Billy Hernan Gomez not playing? Mm-hmm. And he said, "Man, there is a tight playoff chemistry right now. They cannot toy with it. He's got a system, a very tight system, that he's using to get them where they are. And Hernan Gomez is not fitting into that yet. And I was like." Okay, that makes sense. And, you know, when you'll see, like, Valentinus get beat underneath, like, Eaton would make a move on him, and I'm like, man, what's the problem there? And he would look at me and say, all he had to do was move his left foot out a little bit and not let him get around. And I said, that sounds so simple. And he says, it is. (laughs) But they've got to think about it and focus on it the whole time. I mean, it was just little things like that that were just really cool to talk to someone that's that smart. Um, He's got the high basketball IQ. And, yes, he loves B.I. And um, B.I. is a special special young man. Um, I I really believe that. And uh, we're very lucky to have him. And, um, you know, I, I think this team's got a real chance. Now, as far as tonight goes, you're right. The referees are going to make it really, really difficult <laughs> on the Pelicans. Yeah, um, I saw that, and I was talking to Stack about that. I said, "Look at the free throw differential." He goes, "Oh, that'll come back to bite them," and it's true. You know, um, they're going to make it really difficult on the Pelicans. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to be a lot of ticky tack fouls early on. They're going to try to take the physicality out of it, and um, it's disappointing, but. You know, there was a huge discrepancy in that. You do have to question that, Gus, as much as you and I talk about referees, and I am not a fan of referees, but the the discrepancy there was pretty big. And I just think, you know, they're going to have to clean that up tonight somehow, and it's going to hurt the Bells. Um I, I definitely think if Jay Crowder got underneath Pelican skins uh, on on in Game Four, I can't even imagine what he's going to be like tonight at home with his crowd and all of that. So, 
We'll see what happens, man. Yeah. Uh, give me here in 60 seconds your key to tonight. It, it, to me, it's simple. Just survive the first quarter. Like, I'm not even saying the first five minutes. I think survive the first quarter. If I'm within 10 at the half, I'm happy. If I'm within six with about four to play, I can steal it. Like, that's, that's my expectation and goal tonight. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's controlling Chris Paul. And I think they figured that out. In the last game, uh, they really shut him down. And it was all about Alvarado being so quick and being able to get the steals. It, the, the big, it's going to be defense. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, but the officials are going to be a big part of the game. Um, I, I think that that is a crucial point in the game. It's up to the officials to, to see how hard they're going to be on the Pels. Um, but I think it's controlling Chris Paul, and I know that is simplifying it. But I think, you know, Alvarado coming off the bench is um, is crucial, and his defense, along with Jones, Herb Jones' defense, um, those are crucial aspects of the game. And basically, you just have to make more shots than the other team. There you go. Simple enough. <laughs> Mr. Scott Craig, owners of the Katie's Family of Restaurants, looking forward to our partnership, sir. Starting this Thursday, we'll be over at Francesca. It is, a, it is a fun place. I can't wait. I mean, it's, we won't have anything to talk about. We'll have game six. We'll have the round right. one of the NFL draft. And, you know, maybe the Cubs will have a win or two, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. And I'll see you soon, yep. sir. Thank you, brother. See you. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. Let's get on with it. I need to hear from you, Pels fans. I gave you my key. You heard Scott's key there as well. Both of us kind of feel officiating is going to be a storyline today. Do you feel that coming off of a game which New Orleans had 42 free throws to their 15. I, I don't know how you don't, right? So mine's simple. Can you be within 10 or less at halftime, 6 or less midway to later part of the fourth quarter and try to steal it? That's literally how I'm looking at tonight's game. I want to hear from you. 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio. No, is the way to follow also. Via social media, it's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Family 2212725. 
Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, A1 price rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile and 5K run and walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's LaRue. For all the festival info, go to Fireman'sFair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Always free admission, always fun. Tiger Drive and Thibodeau. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back. It's the Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003. Cajun Goat. Ooh, look at the lines lighting up. I'm telling you, Pels fans, what do you think? What's the key? What are you expecting? I told you already, I do think officiating is going to be a part of it. I need you at least to be down by 10 or less at halftime. Anything more than that in your, in your, the uphill battle is going to be tough. Survive that first quarter, all of that. Cajun Goat, what you got for me today, sir? Good afternoon. I, I totally agree with you on the ref thing because that was the whole reason Mommy had something to say about it after the game. But did you really feel like the Pelicans got 49 free throws? It didn't Dude, feel that way. That's crazy. 42. 42 I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. It just uh-huh. looked like the flow of the game. I can't say it was a bad officiated game yeah. other than the threes that, that actually went against the Pelicans when your boy jumped into them instead of in saying that it was his landing space. I mean, sort of the game wasn't horribly officiated, but most of the calls the kind of went. It could have been worse. Let's put it that way. It kind of went for the, for the sun. Dude, it's um, crazy, right, when you think spots. about it from that, because yeah. the numbers don't sort of give you that sense and feel of that game, especially when it felt like crowded and all that. And look, I didn't feel that some of those or most of those weren't earned, to be honest with you. Look, you can look, when you looked at basketball for all these years, the aggressor, Shaq said it after the game as well, the aggressor teams in the postseason get the calls. I mean, the ones that drive. And, you know, and, and I was glad that he said it. I think Kenny might have actually said it here as well. That he didn't completely agree, understood why Monty said it, and your job as a coach is to do that and set the stage for the next one when you look at the the box score. <laughs> but exactly, and, and, and the player three, said it too, Gus. Well, uh, even well, right. the, even uh, but, DeAndre Ayton said, "Right, you know, but, hey, but, they were just more aggressive. That's why they got the you know Cajun more calls than us." That he that he brought up though was, and he was right. You know why they probably didn't get a ton of those calls? Phoenix settled for a lot of jump shots. Right. They were shooting the exactly. lot. They, they didn't drive nearly as much as I thought what you saw in game three. I, that was my key. I'm like, there's no way after losing the first two games on the glass like they did, 20 rebounds in game one, 10 in game two. There was no way they were not going to attack the paint and the glass, and you saw that. You know, and what's interesting, because I brought this up as well yesterday, to your point, Cajun Goat, about how the numbers don't, add up to the feel of that game i screenshot it on purpose you know that game on sunday mm-hmm. at halftime the box or, or the stats 
Phoenix had 34 points in the paint. New Orleans 22. So, you know, they, they, they were winning that battle. I mean, they, they were winning that battle. It was 22 to 22 in terms of rebounds. They had 16 defensive rebounds to 12. The Pels 10 offensive rebounds to their six. They had 19 assists. Um, they had three blocks. The Pels had none. They had two steals. The Pels had two. But I mean, it was kind of an even thing. And if anything, you would say that they were kind of winning that, that, that portion of the paint. So it is odd when you look at 42 to 15. But again, maybe that's towards the end of the game. But, that's but what maybe it opened up. It wasn't, it wasn't drives to the basket. Right. Every time DeAndre Aiden catches it right there at the free throw line, they consider that points in the paint. That dude don't miss. That dude don't miss that mid-range shot right there. Yeah. You know, so points in the paint is kind of a tricky thing because you can just pull up. They don't, they don't, it's not like he drove the ball to the basket many times. He wasn't mm-hmm. driving to the goal. He would just turn around and he was already in the paint. So, you know, that, that's, that's the, that's the thing when you're looking at it. But any which way, I think what they have to do is make sure to win this game, do what you did the last game, move the ball around. Mm-hmm. Do not get in the ISO ball with, with B.I. and, um, and, uh, and C.J., where they're just dribbling the ball around and just trying to find their shots. Move the ball around, get the best shots, get the, get the defense uh, out of rotation. They're trying to hide CP3. I liked with, 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 uh, with, um, when, when he's on Herb and Herb took him to the basket because he's too small. He's not going to stop Herb going to the basket. And he's not that good of a defender when you take, when you're going right at him. You know, he's too short. So I think you keep the pace up because it does wear them out. I know that CP3 beat us in the fourth quarter, them, them two games. But remember, he had days off for those two games. He's coming back off of a, a, a one day rest and coming back in. They need to push the pace, keep that pace going, wear them down. And I think they can win this game and keep rebounding. Same thing. Keep the big bodies on the floor. They're way bigger than this team, and you have to take advantage of being way bigger than this team. And uh, I think if they do that, they're going to be fine. I think they can. I think they can steal that game. And I agree with you. You can't let it get out of hand. Yeah. Crowd's going to be wild and everything oh, else like that, dude. Jay but they Crowder don't have that guy be looking that can take for somebody over. to get ejected. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, I'm just warning people yeah. now. You may don't start with the stuff that gets you angry tonight. If if you're having a beverage, watching the tip off at nine o'clock, you may want to go with something that uh, allows you to just go. Okay, well, you know, that's how it is. Look, I'm a Cub fan. That's how it works. You know, I I expect right. a loss first, and then if we win, I'm excited. I'm not saying I'm expecting a loss tonight. I'm just excited. Expecting a first quarter where the blood pressure, I'm going to try to do the best I can to limit it getting high. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm expecting and- quick calls. Herb Jones is going to have two fouls in the first quarter. You know, I mean, it's 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 happening. I mean, we will be somebody's getting fouled out tonight. There's going to be a flagrant one, and there will be more than one time where you want to pick up your phone and tweet something. That you probably should just put it down. I mean, I'm just telling you, that's what I'm expecting. Oh, I agree with you, guys. Now, I agree with you now. I think that the, the, it's going to be a lot of ticky tack files. Oh, but I also coming. think you can't give them the stupid files that we do. Right. Herb sometimes right. gives up a stupid file. Mm-hmm. Like the play is over, just get back or, or get where you're supposed to be. Quit trying to swipe at the ball and you're in a bad position to swipe at the ball. I think those are going to be kind of keys to not getting, you're going to get in foul, a little bit of foul trouble. But don't get into big foul trouble, and and he's going to have to uh, uh, resist that urge to do that. You know, I mean, 
I'll be honest, I thought the Pelicans could have got more than 49 free throws. It was a lot more fouls that didn't get called than there was that got called. I mean, let's look at Crowder bumping in the B.I. at the three-point line, trying not to let him get in. I mean, if you're going to let him play that way, Gus, you got to let him play that way. But in any other game, that's a foul. I mean, we can, we can look at the referees in the game last night with the Celtics at the end of that game with the Celtics in Brooklyn. That's what I don't want to happen. Yeah. That ending game stupidity call. Yep. And, and that's things that lose games for you sometimes. But the Celtics was able to pull it out anyway. But still, no, that's what I'm worried about the most. All right, Cajun Goat, do we, do we get a win or not? I think we get the win tonight, man. I just oh, really do. Okay. I think we're right, a better team. I hate to say it. I know they got the, the better record. But I tell you what. I just think we're the better team. I, I think uh-huh. if they win. T- I, I say this: if they win tonight, game game six is going to be off the chain in the arena. Oh my god! Yeah. Chance to and, close and out. There's some kind of picks going on that day. I don't even know. There's some people <laughs> picking some stuff that day, and I don't even care, <laughs> dude. I did never in my wildest dreams, man, thought that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like most of my guests today are basketball guests. You know, I got John Hendricks to talk a little Saints draft, but we'll, we'll focus on it. We'll focus on it Thursdays at Francesca's. I promise, man. Thank you, Kate. You go. Appreciate it, buddy. You can't focus that, man. We got a game six. What are you <laughs> no. talking about? <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah, you have a great day, Gus. You need to come out and see us, but I haven't seen you in a while. There he goes, Cajun Goat. Bobby, thanks for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. What you have for us today, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? First hey, time man. call. I've been listening for a long time. Hey, man, I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Yeah, great show. Um, I was wondering if anybody actually reviewed the game to see if the files were justified. I mean, it was kind of strange for the coach mm-hmm. to come out immediately and say, hey, this no. isn't fair. Now, I know it was a great discrepancy, but maybe the pals just played good defense and maybe Phoenix didn't. Did anybody review it? I, I don't know like if they did or not, but I see what you're saying. I get your point, Bobby, and I think it's one of the things where, like I said, that's why, it, you look, you see this very rare, and it's the first time this series it's happened. The, the team that has been the most aggressive team has won the two games uh, each, right? I mean, you can see it. Whoever comes out aggressive, they're the ones that do that. When they came out in game three, it was very similar to game one, they won. DeAndre Ayton felt dominant. Jonas was, felt like he was, you know, playing uphill. Um, and, and when the Pels did that, but to your point, almost along the lines of what the first caller said, it's, it's crazy when you think of the numbers. I can't really, I, I didn't. I mean, if anything, I would probably say if you polled people that watched or at that game and you told them which side were the refs on, they'd probably say Phoenix, wouldn't they? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the, you know, the constant calls on the three-point shot, that was fucking oh, yeah. at the ref. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was that big of a discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I understand that, you know, I watch enough NBA games, I watch the sure. Pelicans all the time, that it, it was a very big discrepancy, and it's not usual. But mm-hmm. I thought the Pels were playing good defense, and, you know, besides a couple of calls, maybe with Herb Jones knocking down Chris Paul that time, even though Chris Paul kind of messed with him first. I mean, most of the calls seemed like they were justified to me. I didn't say, oh, wow, the Pels got away with one many mm-hmm. times. So I, I think it's, everybody has DVRs. I mean, Coach Williams has, has the film. And, I mean, if he's going to make a statement like that, and I know he can't really criticize the refs, maybe you should show and say, hey, look look what I have here. This play was similar to that play where the Pelicans received a foul, and we didn't receive that same call. And I don't see anybody coming out and saying that. So in my, in my mind, hey, hey, good job, refs. Keep it up. 
that's just how I feel being a Pals fan. All right, man. Give me uh, give me your pick here so I can get the Scott Kushner after the break. Yeah, real quick. I think it's very important that the Pals uh, still defend the perimeter. Uh, Phoenix has been very cold from three point um, land, and if they get hot, we're in trouble. Especially if we keep shooting at a low percentage. Well, I think we still win the night. And, and, and Pels and Six, I've been saying that. There it is, Pels and Six. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate the phone call, man, for the first time. Don't be a stranger, bud. Thank you, sir. Yep, for sure. 800-998-1003. Remember that number. We got Scott Kushner next. But the entire second hour, I don't have a guest because I want to hear from you. So if you got something to say, we'll have an open segment at 45 as well. Maybe we'll check in with the intern. And then at 1 o'clock, Got it all the way to 2 o'clock, Pels fans. So I want to hear from you, just like the previous callers. Give me your thoughts. What do you think you're going to see tonight? Give me some keys. Can we possibly come home on Thursday with a chance to close out? Goodness. Up next, Scott Kushner will talk about the history of this team and where we are. It's crazy to think about it, right? Sports Hangover, Nance Benny Every day is like Sunday. Home health services in South LaBouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Hey, this is Bomani Jones. What's your favorite podcast? Let me tell you why that'll be number two after you listen to mine. Three times a week, I'm going to challenge you to keep up with me as I discuss topics from the latest in technology and music and people getting dunked on. Also, you'll get the very best analysis of the games and we watch them with encyclopedic level historical connection. Plus, we have got a community of guests that you'll feel like are your closest friends in no time. Listen and subscribe to The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to the Sports Hangover, your home for Pelicans basketball. Don't forget, tip-off is at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, a special Pelicans warm-up hour pregame shows from here on out as the Pelicans continue in the playoffs. How long will it go here to help us talk about that? And more importantly, really, kind of want to focus on how we got to this point. What is that point? 
We actually are confident and feel good about our basketball team. Scott Kushner joins us. You can follow him over on Twitter at Scott D. Kushner. Pelicans and NBA columnist for the Picayune and Advocate. Scott, good afternoon, buddy. Long time not chat. How are you? Yeah, been a minute, Gus. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I mean this with all due respect. But I remember meeting you, and I've known you since you've covered Tulane. You know, for a while, and then you got onto the beat with the Pels. My point I'm saying is you haven't covered a lot of winning, sir, and you you could probably put on a master class onto how organizations, franchises, or universities get to that point. There's very real reasons. We've dealt with the national media kind of blanketing from BD to AD why you can't win here, but there were real reasons why people either left or they didn't win. Would you have ever thought, dude, that we would be in Saints draft week or the NFL draft week, and I'm telling you the buzz, uh, is the basketball team. Yeah, it's, uh, it's even crazier to look at it. Like the macro is, is is what it is. Like that is, you're right, 100%. Uh, that is a, a franchise that has just struggled to consistently win and, there's been moments, you know, it's not as if it's been like the Kings that haven't made the playoffs in 18 years or anything like that. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it is a moribund franchise. But even more, I think, alarming than any of that is just the micro, which is that we're talking four months ago. No one could have, no one cared at all four months ago. You know, it was like, I mean, until they traded for C.J. McCollum, they were hardly a topic. Uh, and then even then, that didn't really move the needle that much. And it wasn't really until people started to believe that they could actually, you know, compete, which I think is in the last couple of weeks, uh, that, that, that things really started to get rolling, uh, for this team, at least locally. And, uh, I, I, you have to respect the guys. You have to respect the, the patience of the organization. You have to respect the belief that they had in themselves, uh, when things are going really bad to not, kind of give into it and uh and do what a lot of losing teams do which is lose more uh they decided to fight it and right i think that there's not many examples of it working out as well as this currently is uh but credit to a lot of people uh over there who who believed in what they were doing what are the reasons i wanted to bring you on too is because you could add that kind of perspective to it in terms of that this feeling and it's crazy we've had some callers ask i think jack was the one that first started you know who are you more hopeful for moving forward in, in their future, the Saints or Pelicans? And the fact you'd even kind of maybe make a case and argument. I, and I kind of said, you know, maybe Pels, if Zion comes in and, and buys in and is ready to go. But th- that's that's the point, right? When you look at since the time they've been here, 2002, 2003, we've had people call the show, Scott, and say, this is the best place that this organization has ever been in its history. Do you agree with that? Yes, uh, in a couple ways, uh, which is I think they learned some pretty valuable lessons uh, following the the Chris Paul era, which resulted in Tom Benson getting the team. And then I think that this ownership group learned a lot of very difficult lessons in the fallout of Anthony Davis. Okay. Uh, and so I think there are a lot of a lot of areas in which they have shored up problems. I still think it is just really. Difficult. The reason that you would, that I would say the Saints are probably a more likely team, if you were to ask me who's more likely to win the next championship to this mm-hmm. city, the NFL is just a lot easier for any of the 32 teams to win than for any of the 30 teams to win in the NBA. It is just, just the math of it, uh, and the way that the, the history of the leagues, there's just a lot 
less parity in the NBA. But if you're talking about, you know, a foundation of success and, sure. and like a, a trajectory in the moment, yeah, I mean, the Pelicans have done – now, I don't know how long this window is. I think we always get in trouble, including myself, where we start thinking like, oh, this is the, the slab foundation, and then you slowly build the house, and then when you get to the top and you get to the roof, you hoist the trophy, and it's like it's so hard to build it for that long in this league because everything changes so quickly. Like, the fact that who in the world would have thought the Pelicans would be getting the Lakers draft pick this year that's top 10? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. there's no, like, these things change in an instant. Uh, but right now, with three guys who you really like, particularly Herb Jones, who you really like on rookie, super cheap rookie deals, plus you've got C.J. McCollum still very much in his prime. Brandon Ingram uh, is probably the, the most core piece. And then the concept that Zion can come back healthy next year. Right. I mean, you've got a one- to two-year window here where this is as good, should be as good as this team has been since 2008. Pelicans and NBA columnist for the Picky Unit Advocate, Mr. Scott Kushner here on the Sports Hangover. And, and I think that's the thing, right, when you look at him. And it's crazy how the narrative to his organization has sort of changed, right, from Perk, you know, Kendrick Perkins saying, move yeah. him to Seattle, to the man is picking the Pels to beat the Suns. But as we joke about it, I, I think if, if there's been a, another win, not only in getting the city to really fall organically, I think, in love with this team, because they love Herb Jones, they love Alvarado. You know, it's, it's not a star-driven love, I think, that this fan yeah. base has. And I they think the the side win here is the fact that the narrative's changed not only about the organization, but about Zion. You know, Scott, you're not having to write any more columns about, is he going to stay? You know, what can the franchise do to stay? It's almost kind of turned to, hey, bud, do you want to buy in or not? Because it's going to be about you. You tell me where else do you have a young core, a fan base that's all about it, and things of that nature. You know, it's incredible how that's changed in the last couple months. Definitely. Uh, and, and I think that's a large reason that Zion is back on that bench. <laughs> I think it's a large reason you, you know, heard that the, the tone shift is, uh, it all looked fine. And I think everyone was willing to make a lot of excuses for Zion when the team was terrible. Yeah. And the, and the, and the support around him looked like it was bad. It's like, well, why would he want to play for this? Like, he doesn't trust the medical staff. The team sucks. Uh, what, what is he going in? You know, there's, there's, uh, 5,000 people at home games. Like, what is he doing this for? And now it's like, well, he's got a lot to do this for. Like, this is, he is clearly a missing piece to a team that can be among the top, you know, three, four teams in the Western Conference today. Like that. And we're not talking, you know, years down the line, like they're, they, you know, building. And it's like, if Zion Williamson plays anywhere near the level he played in the 80 games he, you know, has performed in the NBA, they are unquestionably a, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Now, can they win the West? All that? that would be a totally different question. But, like, you've gone from if, you know, he played most of the season last year and they were awful. And now you look at that, he didn't hasn't played at all, and they're punch for punch right yeah. now with best team Incredible. in a long time in the NBA. Yeah. So it's like this is a, uh, a total sea change. And it really is like it just speaks to, like, futurizing all this stuff. We have no idea what we're talking about. There's so many moving pieces, but it does feel like the pressure has shifted to him rather than on the team. Look, there's certain things you can't plan for, and injuries is one of them. You're watching here in the postseason, Donovan Mitchell helped off the court yesterday, even though he said, hey, I'm going to make my way on there for the next game. Luka Doncic missed the first couple of games of this series. You see the mm -hmm. importance of him being able to come back. 
injuries affected the Lakers. Injuries have done that. And I think that's the thing that gets me most excited, Scott, that this team found a way to get to the play-in game without Zion, with Brandon Ingram missing a ton of games, really, when you think about it, important stretches, home stands, you know, where you can make up ground, things of that nature, to where they've almost built this, you know, the second line, like Joel Meyer says, that they can maybe withstand this, right? So, like, let's say you're, you're future casting, like you're saying, you're in the playoffs ne- next year and B.I. misses or gets hurt in the series, or Zion does. I almost feel like this team has done this already and prepared for it and can kind of handle it. Something that I hadn't really thought about, but you're watching this playoffs right now, even with Steph Curry. I mean, it it's different when you don't have your guys. Totally. And that is really, we talk about the 36 wins this year and that they're, you know, one of the, I think they're going to end up with like, you know, one of the worst records to ever push a team like this. I don't think a team has won, in, uh, won a series in decades with 36 wins uh, <laughs> or, you know, this winning percentage. Like the the idea of it is like this. Well, they really weren't this team. Like CJ McCollum didn't get here for a very long time, mm-hmm. and then Brandon Ingram missed like twenty five games, uh, and so they played almost never together. So they were a total unknown commodity, really entering the playing tournament. Uh, you know, and that's what nobody quite knew what to make of them. They pounded San Antonio, and then they came back against the Paul Georgeless Clippers, which left even more people going like, "Well, I." still don't think they're very good like they they beat two pretty bad teams when you take those guys off the floor but it's like if they can be healthy if they've got this group together i think they're starting to show a lot of the potential that we just didn't know if it would come together but obviously when you you know add those pieces all up they got a lot of talent there i mean there's certainly no lack of of skill uh when you put those guys on the floor and especially the growth of those rookies as the season has gone along We'll wrap up with this, Scott. I, I think the thing that really has stood out to me in the last two days uh, was yesterday from Graf telling me to um, several other people making the comment that that was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, sporting event experiences they've had on Sunday. Like, that's hard for me to even understand when you think of what we've seen in this city from – dome coming to a falcon game to you know hartley kicks us to the super bowl to back in the day when chris paul and them were a game away from the western conference finals now i know it's probably hey we just recently got that maybe it's the hunger to be in that again but it still Mm -hmm. goes to show you that's not bandwagoning for people to sort of feel that connection there is a connection and that's really what's driven the saints fan base when you think about it right i mean they feel like that's their guys that's been the most remarkable thing for me from Sunday. It was great day one, but to hear people comment like that because they were in the game, have you heard stuff like that? If you asked me if in the city of New Orleans, the metropolitan city of New Orleans, which is what, 1.1 million people, would there be 18,000 that knew Jay Crowder's name? I would tell you no. <laughs> I heard 18,000 people telling me what his name was. So there's been a curve uh, that has existed. Something has changed. Uh, yeah. There's been a tipping point. Uh, yeah, there's a connection to the team. Now, we've seen this happen before. I think the, the, the folly that we fall into is like, oh, this is totally new, and from this point, everything's going to be great. Like, no. Oh, no 2008, no. this team was beloved. Yeah. 2015, people got really excited. Oh, 2018, no. people were really fired up. Yeah. You've got to follow it up. You cannot yeah. go 
two and fifteen to start next season. No. That is what happens every single time they get to this point. But I do think this team is built much more organically, and it's the connection is much more organic than anything yeah. since 2008. And I'll say this, man. I've been using a lot of comparisons to 2006, a lot of comparisons to Sean and Willie and what they've been able to do. I think the foundation, as you mentioned earlier in our chat, Scott, is the key. Do you have a foundation for which to build on? I think they kind of got there. 30 seconds or less, sir. What do you expect today? I'm expecting a bloodbath when it comes to the free throws and the calls. I'm just, I just want them to survive the first half. Ten or less would be great. Six or less by mid-fourth quarter, a chance to steal it. But I'm expecting flagrants. I'm expecting Herb Jones to have two fouls in the first quarter. Jake Crowder will be unbearable tonight. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think this probably will be the toughest game of the series for the Pelicans if they can withstand it. I think it speaks volumes uh, about them. Phoenix, their supporting cast has got to get going, and I would think this is the moment they feel a ton of urgency. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would pick the Suns tonight. I'd, I'd toss up in game six, and then who the hell knows in game seven. Okay, I like that. Scott Kushner, man, always appreciate it. Thank you, man. Give a follow. Scott D. Kushner, Pelicans, an NBA columnist for the Picky Unit Advocate. Have a great night watching the game. See ya. There he goes. Open phone lines. Next, I tell you again, hour two, all open. Want to hear from you, Pels fans? Give me keys. Give me storylines. Are you as nervous as I am about what, what the officiating can be? Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. I'm going to tell you a story. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Braxton Ford's service department is offering you the works. And all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-pawn inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. 
What'd you say? You do here. Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fan. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. 800-998-1003. Super excited. Thursdays with the crew of Katie's starting this Thursday. Family of restaurants for Katie's are going to be at Francesca Deli by Katie's on this Thursday. So Uncle Earl, I know you've been waiting, finally, for a place for us to go hang out. We'll be there this Thursday. We're going to be at different restaurants here on Thursdays within the Katie's family. Katie's in Mid-City. And then, of course, Francesca right there on Harrison between West End Boulevard and Canal Boulevard. So it's right there in the middle over there towards the left. If you're going towards, I guess, what, City Park on Harrison? If you get off on Canal Boulevard, take a left on Harrison. It's not even a block to your right. Look to park. And we'll be there, of course, getting you ready for Game 6, first round of the NFL playoffs. And I promise you will like the food at any of the three locations. You know Katie's already, probably. And Francesca's Deli is solid as well. Try the Frips, like he said earlier, back in hour number one when we uh, started off the show here. It's not a fry, it's not a chip. It's kind of really a, a thin French fry, but it's it's awesome. My, my son loves them when we've been there a couple times already now. So check that out at NBN View on Hickory. I'm going to hit that place here as well over here in Harahan on Hickory between Chef Highway and basically the Earhart Expressway. So if you're in and around those parts, I, I like the fact that we're going to be at three different parts of the city throughout the month. So if you can't make one because the other one's maybe closest to you for lunchtime, Stop on by. Looking forward to seeing you. And um should be fun this Thursday for sure. So please stop on in and say hello. It's been a bit since we've seen you guys. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation. What do you feel today? What do you think we're going to get between the Suns and Pelicans? I don't think we've gotten a call, much less a guess with Scott Kushner. It doesn't feel the officiating is going to be a storyline this game. And I think that's a fair statement because it could be either way. It could either be because it's going to be a storyline where it favors the Suns or the storyline tomorrow is it wasn't a storyline and it was fairly officiated or you felt it was fairly officiated. Again, it is surprising. We just had a caller a little bit ago who said, I didn't know it was 42 to 15 in favor of the Pelicans at the free throw line in the disparity. Monty Williams again. As we're about to go to the phone lines, and I'll just do it again. It's a quick, quick little soundbite. But I'm going to say this, 42 to 15 in free throws. You, you can slice it any way you want to. In a playoff game that physical, that's amazing. There it is. Okay. He says that's amazing. Now he got fined 15000 for that, but it's probably money well spent. Again, that's his job. Send the message. But would you have thought that it was that disparity? Again, halftime. They lead 51-49. A screenshotted it. Points in the paint, 34-22 to in their favor. 19 assists to 10 in their favor. They were shooting 54%. Pelicans, 43. So, I, I, I see that number in the box score, and it looks like, oh, it was all Pelicans. I, I didn't feel that way in, the, in that arena. If anything, I, I felt... Again, if I would poll Pell's fans that went or watched, there's no way they would think that the Pell that the Pell's had the referees on their side, right? Mr. Black, you're on the on deck circle. Ben from the Best Bank over in Harvey. Thank you for giving us a call here on the show. You're on the sports hangover. What you got? 
one thing to beat the Sun. Okay. One thing only, and that is stop Chris Paul in the fourth quarter. You, you saw the first game. We got to within six, and then what do they do? Four minutes left, they give the ball to Paul. He mm-hmm. just drains 12 brick points, game over. <laughs> game two, they tried to give the ball to Chris Paul. He, you know, Chris Paul got his shots, but they, they just weren't falling for some reason. Uh, you know, game three, here we go again. Okay, pals, you know what's coming. You know Paul's their closer. You got anybody else? He just went at will, and he scored, you know, a bunch of points. And then when he wasn't scoring, he was, you know, driving it to the guys, flashing to the basket. Okay. Now, game four was a different. Now, after game three, Alvarado stepped up and said, it's on me. I need to be more aggressive. I need yeah. to get in Chris Paul's face. What did you see in game four? He got up in Chris Paul's face. He got under his skin. You saw Paul getting a little getting a little chippy, you know, during the game. He got frustrated, um, you know, throwing a couple mm-hmm. elbows. Oh, he got so they chippy. Took Paul out. Yeah, yeah they, they took Paul out because we were up so much, they're going to save him for this game. But they need to, you know, Alvarado needs to keep pressing. They need to stop Chris Paul from just having his way, you know, scoring in, in the end of the fourth. They can't just give him those open shots and those open passes. They need to get up under his skin, be aggressive with him, and just mm-hmm. not let him get comfortable and get into a rhythm. Well, I know he's happy about this, Ben, is that Scott Foster is not officiating. As the graph just told me, it's uh, David Guthrie, Courtney Kirkland, Carl Lane, and J.B. DeRosa are your officials tonight. So no Scott Foster, which is great. That means he's available for game six in New Orleans. <laughs> let's let's bring him in. But, I mean, I, I will treat him to dinner, whatever it is. What is it? Paul's 0-14 when he officiates the game? I'm in, Ben. What do you think? Do, do we make do, do we roll out the red carpet for, for Scott Foster on game six no matter what? I thought it was fair. You know, uh, we, we irritated them because we got so aggressive defensive, yeah. you know, and they, they don't get, they don't do well when they're pressed because they like to get into a rhythm, take their open shots. You know, we got physical with them. We got in their face and we, and they got agitated. And when they got agitated, they started getting, you know, careless. And I, I didn't think it was unfair. And if it is unfair, okay, chalk one up to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Now we're one in 52 against games where it's, you know, been lopsided on the officiating. So, you know, it is what it is. Ben, what do you think tonight, man? Win or loss? Uh, if they can stop Chris Paul from just having his way at the end of the fourth, I think it's close. I think the Pel- the, the the Suns, I think, are going to have a revenge chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the Suns in a close one, but I think we take the next two. I think we take it in seven. Oh, wow. You think win game six and end game seven at Phoenix with it all on the line. All right, Ben. There's, see what no, way, there's no way the Suns are going to come out flat. They're going to come out fired up. Oh, yeah. They're going to come out inspired. There's no way they're going to let their hometown down. You know, uh, but so, I mean – I would like the Pelicans to win. I say if they win this one, they win it all. They, they, they're going to they're gonna win the series. But uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't see Phoenix having that big of a list. Yeah, I, I think one thing for sure has happened, what Charles Barkley said back earlier in the series, if there's time to rest in between, I think it benefits CP3. The other, the, the fact that you're playing every other day, it, it you're right. It's going to be a spark. It's going to be a pick pick your spot, and it's going to be late in the fourth quarter, right? He's going to try to get everybody involved, and in that late fourth quarter, try to give it all he's got in those final six to four minutes, and that's going to be the key. I think you're you're right on the money with that, and I do think the longer the series goes, it helps the Pelicans. They're sitting him at the end of every third quarter so he can be fired up for the fourth. If you, mm-hmm. if you notice, the last five minutes yeah. of every third quarter, Chris Paul's sitting. 
Mm-hmm. And that's because they want him fresh for that fourth quarter. So, all right, I got to run, but thanks, thanks for hearing me out, you guys. Okay. No, man, appreciate it. Thank you, Ben, for the best bank over in well, Harvey. Mr. Black, I'm going to come to you at the start of next hour because we only have two minutes until the top of the hour. Actually, now one minute. So I got to hit the break. We come back. We'll lead things off with Mr. Black. Hour number two of the Sports Hangover, folks, has no guests. I want you to be the guest. 800-998-1003. That includes you, Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan who just picked the Suns and Saints. You tell me. What do you expect tonight? Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. 